if you know that your music could be played in different industries, realize that besides just the music industry itself. And there's nothing wrong with that, but realize your music can be played in different industries and it doesn't have to always be for fan shit. You can think about brands because guess what? That's where the quiet money is. And that's where you can really help fund your band. What's up, y'all? Harkos here with the Music Making Sense podcast. And with me, as always, is the one, the only, the jet-setting, mohawk-wearing KP. How the fuck you doing today, KP? Dude, it's static like Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. For those of y'all who don't Real. pay attention and didn't listen to the last episode, so uh, KP just went to the taxi conference over in uh in california no it's not to be a taxi driver it's actually for seat licensing road rally yeah they go all in with the branding on it being taxi but but for those y'all don't know it's for sync licensing of your music and beats and all kind of stuff and everything like that so he actually went to the convention it was what was like three or four days yep three days yeah Uh, yep Four days, four days, four days, four days, four days. Yeah, yeah, four days. And so, uh, yeah, KP is going to be uh, just like giving you all all the information that he learned straight from the taxi's mouth and uh, (laughs) and uh, giving you all a lot of information. So if you all are interested in learning about sync licensing, either to use it for yourself or if you manage artists or producers or or anything like that, you happen to know somebody who could use it, this is definitely going to be a good episode for you to pay attention to as well as to share with other people that you think might benefit from sync licensing, especially in the wake of you know what we've been covering the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. with Spotify making their changes. And then just in general, how we've been talking since episode two on how uh you know streaming is dog shit and you know you got to find other ways there are much much better ways to monetize off of your music than actually monetizing your individual music and so uh we we covered that we beat the shit out of that so we might cover come back to that again later but today like i said we're going to be covering uh a lot of taxi and uh yeah, I'm just gonna let KP take over for that. So just just tell us how it was, man, because you just got literally just got back today. Yeah, from the from the thing, and we're doing it later at night. Normally we do this in the daytime, as you can see out his window back there, yeah. dark, dark, um, because and rainy. He, yeah, well, this Cal- <laughs> that's the, yeah, he's in yeah, Seattle, Seattle, so yeah, dark I'm back and rainy. home in Seattle. Yeah, dark and rainy is standard. Like, you yeah, know, that's why grunge was created. And, oh yeah, uh, no but, kidding. <laughs> but um. You know, but yeah, so he so we had to record this later in the evening because he was still in California this morning. So, uh, yeah, KP. So so how was it overall, man? You you should, we wanted to save telling me oh. about it until we got online here. So just tell me what what's up, man? How'd it go? Dude, as you can see, this big ass Kool-Aid smile on my face. It was amazing. <laughs> I love California. So that let's just put that out there. Um, but also the the the, the rally was amazing, dude. It was just so many gems, so many cool people, so many connections, so much knowledge. So just the opportunities there. And guess what? What's that? You got performed. Oh, yeah. What'd you perform? Okay. I'm going to, all right. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and get into that before I get into the rest of it. All right. <laughs> all right. So, because, because right. it just, just go ahead and get it out of the way. Why not? All right. Yeah. So, so what happened throughout this amazing journey of 
being there. The last day we had what was the happy ending, um, the happy ending. Um, really? Listen, right? It was happy ending. Listen, that's the what it was called. Ending. Yeah, the happy ending. <laughs> and here's why. Okay. And it's really cool because what they were doing was you think about in film, you know, you want to have the happy ending, right? In certain well, films, whatever film you ever, if, if, if that film right. has that feeling, yeah, that's what you want to do. And or at Let the end me, of a massage. Or the end massage, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> or, or great sex. Anyway, right. uh, yeah. but. Yeah, that's but, what happens know. after the massage is the yeah, happy ending, right? which could be great exactly. sex. It's fine, yeah. Yeah. But we, but it was like, so um, it's a listening. It's we we listen to other artists' music, music right? And they have where it's, um, they're, in, they're in three different categories. So one is um, instrumentals for film. And television, um, instrumental or instrumentals for labels and so long instrumentals and songs for labels, and um, like tension cues and trailer instrumentals. Okay, right. And so, so one of them, the first one actually was the first one they played, was this amazing metal track from this artist. I believe his name was. Paul, let me look at his card. I just want to get because I, I I'm telling you, dude, I met just kind of just word. I met some amazing musicians there. Like, I mean, awesome. seriously, like, because number one, you gotta think they're getting into sync, right? right? So they're like, they're they're looking to make, they're wanting to make money. Right. And yeah, exactly. And they got that. They got their talent up. And they got talent in practicing. Been, yeah. yeah. So they got they're, they're they're instrumental. They're they're super tight. Right. And so his name is Paul. His name is Paul Wera. This is him right here. I'm not sure if you can see it that clearly, but no. Nah, just send me a picture. I'll edit. Okay. It yeah. Because it's not so. coming with your light. Yeah. It's but yeah. just. But as you can see, his name right there. Yeah. I can see okay. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. But I'm gonna go ahead and send that to you, boss man. But he's an amazing musician. And so he played this, he had this instrumental piece that was fucking metal as fuck. And so we are in, I'm we're in the ballroom at, at the Western or one of the where we're in the grand ballroom in the Western Hotel. Mm -hmm. At it and and it's and it's it's pretty it's pretty much packed in there. There's a lot of people in there, dude. Mm -hmm. And you had a panel of five five well-known um um, people in the, in the industry, you had uh, Stephanie Reed. Um, shout out to Stephanie. I, out to you guys. Stephanie is my is my hero. I just want to put it out there, dude. Stephanie Reed, of Black Toast, Vice President of uh, Black Toast Productions. Um, her car. Black Toast right? or Black toast? toast. Black Toast. Okay. Yeah, like they're like like toast, like the. Okay, bread. I was just making yeah. sure. I didn't know if you said toes or toast. I'm not no, trying toast. to be funny. I'm just making. No, no, sure no, no. Yeah, right. no, that's cool. No, no, you're good. You're good, bro. I know you're not. This is most, most of most of the time I am saying dumb shit just to be funny, <laughs> but no, I, I wanted to make not sure. this. He like I want to make sure. No, but uh, she was she was amazing, man. She was like the one that. This is another one of her cards right here, but she's um. Mm. Vice President of uh, Creative Synchronization Publishing, and she's an A&R. They are based out of Los Angeles, and it's Black Toast Music. So we check that. We definitely check them out. She's on LinkedIn, but also they have a website, www.blacktoastmusic.com, all one word together for Black Toast Music. So 
she was the one like I, I had mentor. I had a, a mentor kind of give kind of give details in between, though, just because I, you know, just how sporadic I can be, guys. Sorry, I have PTSD, but at the same time, I want to just give you guys the sauce of what I what I went through, but at the same time, just describe how cool this was, but in the process. But I ended up, but Stephanie was the one I had a mentor, just kind of give you a little brief of where, why, what made me get up on that stage and how this a, a, occurred with Pat's instrumental. Okay. Mm -hmm. Stephanie and I had um, a one-on-one -on -one mentorship. We had, I had a one-on-one -on -one mentorship with her on a Friday. It was so yeah, it was yep. Friday. So I had my mentorship with her and I got matched up with her because I was figuring out what direction I really wanted to go. Right. Mm -hmm. And as far as like musically, and she was able to listen to Sonic Chaos, which was really cool. So I was telling her about myself and then I told her what my my metal background, especially my vocals, because she's a jazz vocalist, too. But she's into really dark music as well. Mm -hmm. And she listened to me. And the first thing she said is that, yes, Coley, your voice, KP, your voice has a place here in sync. And just think about this too. You're a performer. That voice is a perform. You are, you have a performing voice. Right. And when she said that, man, I, I swell up in tears. I swelled up in tears, brother. It was yeah. like, I really did. No, I really right. did, man. Like it was an emotional moment for me. And what it, that's, and that pretty much, you know, just talking with other people and learning about, them being into music and I've hooked up with quite a few other artists who are guitarists and crazy ass beat makers that do weird and obscure shit. And when I went on that stage with that, I, I started. So here's what started. You had Stephanie. So you had Stephanie, you had a uh, Rob, Ch uh, Rob Chirello, um, or Rob Chirello, Chirella, sorry. Um, Mike Lloyd, now, my, Rob and Mike are two award-winning producers, Grammy-winning producers, mm -hmm. right? So they were like, they're, and then there's Ron Harris, and then uh, Pedro uh, Costa, mm -hmm. who's another, uh, these guys, I mean, just awesome, amazing people in this industry. I know Pedro does a lot with uh, instrumental cues and stuff like that, and um Ron is um into he gets a lot of R and he's worked with a lot of R&B pop artists. In fact, I have their backgrounds right here in the book that I I circled their So was it like so an itinerary where like they blocked out the whole situation cuz I know you said you had a one-on-one -on -one with Friday, but like did you have like certain things like it was like a full conference where they're like, "Hey, yeah. 10 a.m. Saturday this is happening, 12 a.m." Yeah. You know. They were like, okay. "Yeah, there were a lot of class like master classes going on and stuff." And That's I awful. attended quite a few of them too. So, um, but Oh yeah, man, you should yeah. attend all you can. You might as well yeah, get man. money out of it. I mean, the one-on-one yeah. -on -one and stuff too, which is really dope because last episode you were talking about how you were kind of like trying to figure out what you wanted to do, you know, because mm -hmm. you weren't really feeling the whole, you know, coaching and consulting artists thing as much, yeah, you know, and everything like that. And so that that's cool. So so she told you, that, hey, you should probably just get back to what you know best. Yeah, you just get back yeah. into that craft. And I also went into this class um, on Saturday. It was called N Know Who You Are and Why It's Important. This was by Derek uh 
Nakamoto. Mm -hmm. And this class was amazing because that's what he talked about. He talked about like his real life experience being an Asian, an Asian man from Hawaii, born and raised in Hawaii and becoming a composer. Right. And he just, and he works with eclectic. He's another was He was one of those eclectic artists. Like, and like you. yeah, like me. Yeah. And yeah. we were talking and I thanked him because this class was so valuable for me to really like sit there and actually listen to someone who has experienced that feeling. And then there's another one I didn't get a chance to take, but her name was, um, her name's Nancy Morin. She was really nice, awesome lady. Um, but she had activate your inner music mogul mindsets for successful mute for a successful music career. And the reason I end up missing that class is because a lot of these classes we're all at the same time. That's some bullshit. And that sucked because, yeah, I yeah. really want to get the sauce from both of these classes because they really resonate with what I do. Right. But yeah, there's absolutely. also, but also there was, what's the best level for my music on Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music, and other, uh, other streaming services? There's also demystifying the queue there are so many re really cool classes that you could go to but that's why it's cool to go every year if you're if you're a member so i would definitely advise that go every year because then you would because the classes you didn't take you'll be able to take and if they got new right. stuff you could learn as well but anyway yeah, so what led up to that would be the thing yeah. though is like the ones that you didn't hit this year when you go next year it's going to be different information than you would have gotten this year so it almost would be better to like go with like a small group of like five people everybody go to a different class record it and then y'all have all the recordings later or something you know what i'm saying yeah. like that mm -hmm. would be it anyway sorry that would be smart no that would be yeah. so cool and i was even thinking about that too like that's why it would be beneficial to have someone with mm -hmm. you and if there if you've linked up with the of someone who becomes a friend then yeah. you guys like start strategically working Don't together care. to go over those classes because then then all of you will be able to come together and start like you could even start yeah. a business like that right yeah, or, where all or, of y'all going taxi. into yeah or taxi could get smart and charge fifty dollars for the full conference recording and then they send it to everybody who pays the 50 bucks for the fucking full conference recording and then they have it all and they can listen to the whole conference all the classes that they missed yeah, I think that would be cool too. And I think they're gonna get to that. <laughs> I don't know why I they didn't think about that. Well, because they're because you know, I mean, I think they're because a lot of the sponsorship, and I think that mm. once I think that would be something to really get going once they have, they would be able to get video equipment. I think that would be a smart idea to get video equipment into yeah. those small classes because those math, those small math classes, because they would be so valuable for for artists, for the artists on there. But you, yeah. Needless to say, the, the, that with that being said, they do have the sequels on YouTube. What do you mean sequels? Of classes, of the classes oh, of master. Okay, okay. So like, well, that's especially cool. major, yeah, especially like the major master classes that we had. A lot of these also, we had this thing where it was called the drivers, where it was called drivers ed classes. <laughs> Right, God, they went all crazy with the brand. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, they did really go in with it. But also, we had like jam sessions. We yeah. had like there was jam sessions. There was open mics. But back to what I was saying about right, what right, led yeah, me sorry. up to getting there. That's cool. No, that's cool because I want to kind of get that in before mm. too because yeah. I don't want to just but but um. So what happens on that last day on the happy ending, um, the happy ending pitch panel? That's what it's called. Yeah. 
So glad I was able to open that up and you can see it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they cool. also were able to like have different like major league hit major making major league hits with Rob, Trevor, Ron, Trevor, Rob, Ron, Trevor, and um Zaire, which they've written with um sorry, not Demi Lovato's Demi Lovato. Sorry, not sorry. They worked with Ty Dolla Sign, Jason Derulo, Alicia Carr. They worked with some major hitters, dude. So um, anyway, so the pitch panel, you had, yeah, you had Mike Lloyd, Robert, Rob, um, Rob, uh, Kyrella, Kyrelli, um, Ron Harris, Pedro Costa, and Stephanie Reed. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, Pat went on, they 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 played Pat's um instrumental and it was metal as fuck. And so the first time they cut it a little short, but I was back, I was sitting like right behind Michael Lasco, who's the who's the owner mm-hmm. of the then the and the, the, um creator of the, the CEO and founder of the company. Right. And he was like weird out. And there was this lady I was hanging out, shout out to my girl Bree. We became really good friends. And she had this cute little dog named uh, Africa. And in Africa and I was so good. She was a little, she's a Pom- Pomeranian. Right. And her and I was just like, I, I bonded with the dog. Right. And she got a little frightened at the same time, but she knew it was me. She was cool, but she was a little frightened because of my intensity because mm-hmm. this track was amazing. So I'm sitting there coming up with lyrics. <laughs> on my head as I'm singing right. it and people are seeing me getting like into it and they're like yeah they're getting encouraging and Stephanie's looking at me like yeah get him up here I think she told him to get Rob, Rob to get <laughs> me up there so Rob and because here's what happened so prior to that here's what happened Mike Lloyd shout out to Mike Lloyd who is an amazing producer who's produced some of the some of the greats in, in music like today man he's like He's been in the game for over 60 something years, 50 some 60 years, dude. Dang. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, he's produced some of the greats. So he was like, man, I would love to hear some like he he started imitating like some growl vocals, right? So he started <laughs> imitating them, but then he saw me do it. Him and Rob, they pointed at me when they mm-hmm. saw me over this. I'm sitting in the chair just. <laughs> Awaken yourself, awaken your demons now. So you're just like freestyle rock into yeah, it. Yeah, I was freestyle. I was freestyle. <laughs> and people were tripping out about that. So right. end up they ended up getting me on that stage. I grabbed Rob told me to grab Rob said, grab his mic. Right. And I went, I got fucking loose, dude. <laughs> Straight up. Got That's loose. Awesome. And and people, I'm telling you, after it, man, they were like. They were just like that voice. That's the type. That's what they were looking at. Like right. a lot of the instrumentals, a lot of instrumentalists, they just sometimes they need that. They need a kick need ass a vocalist. Yeah, they right. need a voice. Yeah, because they can do the instrumental part, but then all the rest of it's in their head. They're like, fuck, I can't do that. I need mm-hmm. somebody. Yeah. And some of them try to do it themselves and they don't do it as well. Right. And that's where for me, like, I'm a good. I'm decent on instruments, right? I'm good. Yeah. I can jam, right? Right. right but right. there are just times where I need I need those instrumentals, pure drummers who can really tighten up the shit that I that I come up with on my mm-hmm. drums, so I can focus on my vocals because right. I am a front man. 
Yeah, right? yeah, that's that's what your primary. Thing that's is. my your primary. Sec- your secondary, secondary is, is drums. Yeah, 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 it's drums. Secondary is definitely drums because even I on jam night, the first jam night, I ended up playing some really funky drums and shit, mm-hmm. right behind a couple of people. But the second night of jam night, I tried to sing, which with uh, we tried, we sang the. It was the saxophone player came up and he did uh, "Feel Like Making Love" by D'Angelo, and he pretty <laughs> much took lead, right? So and he was dope on it. So isn't we just that, isn't that the one that you were talking about remixing? No, that was um how does it feel? Oh yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah, Sorry. That's cool. Yeah, no, that's cool. Untitled. Yeah, that's what All I was right. gonna do. But yeah, he ended up singing his, he ended up playing the sax like a motherfucker on that song lead. So mm-hmm. me and his sister who was playing keyboard, she, we ended up just doing the that's the time. I feel like making we just pretty pretty much did the chorus. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, so make a long story short, so, so short and long story. Um, so I got up on that stage, man, and I rocked. And that was like, um, it was funny because Michael, the owner, was like, You scared the Paul Moranian. Paul Moranian was scared to death. And then I picks her up and she's licking my face, and everybody's going, Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. But it is, man. But um, Mike and them wanted to meet after, and they ended up giving me their contact information. So Mike yeah, and Rob, go, man. yeah, man. So that, like, I, I, and I, and I, and I started, and as I went home, bro, as I was coming home, I started really, I started honestly thinking about myself and my career and everything musically, right? And I'm like, again, you know, we look at certain things within ourselves, and one of the things I know for sure that we look at and we don't talk about enough. Is age. Well, yeah. You know, and here's why I'm saying that, guys. We look at age as a crutch or a, a time of growing a bar- up. A, a ba- or a barrier sometimes, too. Yeah, right? a barrier. You know? Yeah. 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 Or we we, we look at it as a, a, a thing of we need to settle down because we're getting older. We, we're getting mm-hmm. too grown for Right. That, right. Well, when I got on that stage and I just went, I mean, I went off like the front man I've been 23 for 23 years. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that and I looked at myself and I said, dude, and someone, even a couple of the guys who are older than me, they're like, and even young, some of them who are even younger than me, mm-hmm. they're like, thank you. And many of them were like, are you going to have a band song? <laughs> right. And I'm just sitting right. there like, yeah, like, and I'm in my mind and I'm like, yes. And if I do, when I do have that together, I want to start getting those guys into start getting, we need to start getting into sync licensing. Mm-hmm. When you start getting, because not only do you able to have, just think about this. If you are in, if you are an obscure musician, because there are some amusing, amazing musicians that I met and I'm talking like there was this one artist, Rusty, who was uh, Rusty Perez. He's um he's not he's not Mexican. He's white. I think he's a white Mexican, but he's blind. Because okay. you know you do have those like I mean I I'm just yeah, saying no, I, I don't get, I don't want to be saying. yeah I don't because no, I don't want to I, I don't want to exclude him hit, right right no I get what you're saying just hit me sideways <laughs> so mm-hmm. anyway but anyway yeah but he right. does, his last name is but at the same time he's blind he's a blind guitarist and amazing. And I videotaped, I, I I shot a video of him because I asked him because he felt like 
he doesn't want people to look at him as a blind musician. I said, and and we had this really strong talk and the v, I'm going to show the V I'm going to post the video and I'm going to create, I'm going to create a video with this because this was a very touching story, mm. but he spoke about, he doesn't want people to feel sorry for him. And I said, well, here's the thing you need to, and I, I expressed to him that we need, I needed to hear that. And I told him about my story and he, you know, and I just, I gave him the biggest hug, dude. Cause I love this guy, man. And I just, and he just, but I think what the, the thing was that I was able to do was like, I was able to reach out to misfits within that culture. And it was like, I almost like, I feel like, and, 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 and guess what guys, they're going to show the video. I'm quite sure they're going to show the video of me performing on YouTube. I, I don't doubt. I don't doubt. And I'm going to actually make sure that they do. I'm going to make sure that I that I show it because they're going to show mm -hmm. this. They're going to they, they are going to show uh, sequels and stuff. Sorry about that. They're right. going to show sequels of the of us there. Right. And I got I got quite a bit of pictures and stuff, man. So yeah. that's definitely cool. So one thing I would suggest that maybe you you forward to him unless he's listening right now mm -hmm. is uh so. So there's a comedy show that goes on, on on YouTube mainly, but it's in person as well too, called Kill Tony. And one of the members of the Kill Tony band, he's uh, a black bassist who's blind. His name is mm -hmm. D Madness. And people don't feel sorry for him. They fucking love him. They love him. Yeah. Everybody loves that motherfucker. And he'll just like randomly say shit in the middle of the, like the comedy mm -hmm. show and stuff like that. And, but like, like he's beloved. And it's not because he's it. It's not because he's blind. It's because his character, and then he's a badass musician, and like the fact that he's blind and is a badass musician mm -hmm. actually is a positive. Like it's where people. That's exactly are, what pe I told yeah, him. Yeah, people are amazed. They don't feel sorry. You know what I'm nope. saying? Like you know, like I I could understand where he would be like, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. I'm trying to walk down the street or I'm trying to navigate my way through an area. Right. I get with that. But when you hop on a musical instrument and you can't see, you can only feel and hear and everything like that. And you make it sing mm -hmm. and people are like, yo, cause they look at you kind of like daredevil, but, um, yep. in, but in a band, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. You know and saying? I told him, dude, and what I did was that I was, and he had, he has, he's married too, by the way, and he's right. his wife. And when I talked with him, I really put some pretty much what you were saying is that I was, I did the same thing and I pretty much gave him that encouragement. And we broke, broke down and cried, brother. And I gave him a, we gave each other a hug and then we took a picture. And his wife was even like, she was just teary. She was just like thanking me for, saying the words that I said to him, like, I was like, dude, your voice is needed. I said, damn it, you are a voice in this world world, mm -hmm. and you need to be heard. And then there was another guy, this guy, wild man. He was like, he's this really, he's, um, he's got, he's definitely has, he has a, um, he has a disability for sure. Mm. And, um, he, but he's an amazing beat maker. And I heard his beats and it was like, they, people, he's been going to the conference for a while. Like he's been mm -hmm. going to Royal Rally for a while. But what I saw with what Rusty was saying was that he felt like even there that he was still invisible. 
And I saw that too. And that's why I ended up speaking with him because the thing was that what I realized with me is that I have this ability to bring out us misfits. Well, yeah, it's because you are one. You're just an yeah. extremely extroverted misfit. Exactly. You know, and that that's where your misfitness doesn't hinder you, but it amplifies you. Whereas Even people more. who yeah, whereas people who are more introverted because they're a misfit, mm-hmm. then then they sink into the shadows, you yeah. know, where you shine light everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, because and- even when I stepped in there, like I was getting like a couple of ladies that were like one Suvi, shout out to Suvi. She's this amazing um Bollywood, like Bollywood style rapper, man. She's dope. Mm-hmm. And she- she and then and number one, she's and two, she's beautiful. So it was like really right. freaked me out when she was like just it was it was it was flattering when she said that I she was digging my energy and vibe mm-hmm. because of the hair and everything, like you know, and that's so true. Like I could see people like looking at me like going, like, what's up with him? And then a lot yeah. of the brothers, <laughs> there were a couple brothers and sisters there too, and they mm-hmm. were just like they were like thanking me because I just coming out of that. Just saying, you know what? Fuck it. This is me. Yeah, I'm Musically, me. I don't give a fuck. I'm me, and Whatever. I'm gonna be me. Yeah. yeah, and they just thank me. And when I after that, especially after that performance, mm-hmm. and I know for a fact that when I go back next year, like there's gonna be a totally different vibe. Like, and I know that I'm gonna also do a lot of working with these artists because actually I started working on something today when I got home, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Yeah, right that, that's one thing that I think would be a great opportunity for you, you know, mm-hmm. because like you said, you know, your your top priority or your top your top talent, let me say, is your voice, you know, yeah. and then secondarily is what you can do with instruments, you know. So what you said, you you know, having somebody who's solid with instruments, but then not good with voice, you guys can mm-hmm. pair together like that guy whose stuff you were freestyling on. You yep. know, where where he needed something like that. Mm-hmm. And then that pairing together, you do a 50-50 or whatever on the on the sync licensing, boom. Mm-hmm. And then you got the fucking the owner of the company's contact mm-hmm. information. Uh, so, you know, yeah, stuff like that, you know, and, and and that kind of that kind of work can really do stuff for you. So instead of you trying to do it a hundred percent by yourself, mm-hmm. you I mean, half of something is better than zero you know 100 percent of nothing you know yeah and so so you know being able to merge like that man you could you could be a part of so many more great things than you could if you're trying to knock it out all yourself that's a great opportunity man like the networking for that mm-hmm. is, is dope and then you know the fact like you said that that you know you you are a misfit but you you let it amplifies who you are and you stand the fuck out not just because of how you look and not and not just because of how you act but for everything that is you you know and that is what resonates with people especially when it comes down to music and the people that would pony up you know all that money to go to the conference and then all the people who run the goddamn company, they're all about the music because their whole company, you know, is built on 
the the right the sound yeah. for the visual that comes after it, right? And so the, all yeah. they focus on is with their ears. They don't look with their eyes. They look with mm-hmm. their ears. You know yep. what I'm saying? That's it. And there was this really cool course speaking that you did. And I'm so glad you touched on that because mm-hmm. the this this there was this really cool course and there's this thing called Sonic Branding. Shout out to Gina Ish. She also became one of my favorites there too, man. She was fucking awesome. Um, Everybody and, sounds like they were your favorite there, dude. Dude, okay, yeah, I'll just say that. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much everybody there was my favorite, man. I loved everybody there, yeah, dude. Everybody, fucking... everybody you've named, almost everybody you've named was your favorite, except yeah. for a couple of people where it doesn't seem like you met them. <laughs> yeah, just some people I have. Every, I haven't met everyone there, but at the same right. time, I mean, but the thing, like, get, but it just the vibe of just people there all around. It was just a really good one, and I know as time goes, it's gonna be where. People are going to really, I'm going to get to know so many different people, but, um, but there's this thing, Sonic branding. And it's again, it's shout out to Gina Isham who started this. And what it is, is like, think about Pringles commercials, um, McDonald's, the NBC chimes, um, the super Mario brothers, the, uh, sound, right. That Mm. these, all these things like creating for, um, sounds for brands, Mm-hmm. right and i was like just tripping because like this stuff was really cool and i became man i i ended up when she was when she played one of her pieces man and she said it didn't get picked and she was a little like i i wasn't bitter but i was like shit, I wasn't bitter. like you know but she was like she was like just but, but at the same time i was it sounded so dope what she did dude like yeah. it was just because she made it like the tearing of she made a syncopated sound of the ripping of a box, like a gift box, Dang. right? And then there was a uh, Randon Purcell. Shout, shout out to Randall, man. He had Randon. Sorry. He did this really cool experimentational beat or sound where he had created a tub. He used a tub, a cello string, and tighten it. Uh, tighten it around the um oh god I, I I I'm gonna look at the bit I'm gonna when I get a chance to look at the video so I can figure out what it was but actually I did I did have a video of it I got a video of it okay. but he put he did pretty much he created this and he created this weird ass instrument like and it made me think about avant garde and free jazz and shit like that mm-hmm. right because he's making he's using a tub for this sound like in that experiment experimental and he didn't use just re- I tried to get a midi DOS sound. He a, mi- a midi DOS a mi- uh, or a, da- a midi DOS sound, right? He right. got it. He created the instrument himself and right. made the sound, which is dope. And then he put effects on it. And I like the way it sounded just without the effects because it was like this really eerie sound. I'm like, ooh, right? Yeah, I can imagine that. You said a cello string stretched over a tub. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like trying to picture the echoing of that because the echoing inside of the cello instrument only has so much room to resonate but inside of a tub and then with the curvature and stuff that's going to make some crazy noises Mm -hmm. yeah i can imagine yeah so you can imagine that so that so you know you can create like little 30 second clips of those like i just today i just went down i just did a really cool monster vocal like a a growl be a monster a monstrous growl like thinking of <laughs> monarch because right. and i just used the effect my mo the vocal effect of monster vocal 
So I was just like, and I just shot, just did that like a quick couple 30, maybe 20, 30 seconds of, right? right. And those are things that they like, like, especially for yeah. like branding, like for Sonic branding. And I mm -hmm. love doing that type of stuff. And even like, I was even told by another friend, a buddy who was, um, shout out to Mike. He, um, he was like listening to my, he listened to Sonic Chaos and he said that this stuff that I make could go into tension cues because of the layers and stuff. And then there's Matt, Matt, shout out to Matt um, and his lady, um, Michaela, I think that's her name, um, forgot, but I, I got her on, um, I got them on Instagram. Um, they're like this, they're, they're a couple, they do, um, they're um, into um, fitness, they're fucking ripped and shit, man, they're Really good looking couple, but right. um, he ended up um, he was talking about how he had um, Matt Matt Vanderbro. That's what he, Vanderbro. That's I think his name. Here, let me make sure. I just want to make sure I get Mister. Right, yeah, names, no, if you're shouting people time. out. You might as well get their yeah. name right. Absolutely. So um, and I, I like to try to be yeah yeah Vanderbo. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, mm -hmm. Matt Matt yeah Matt Vanderbo. So he um he's really cool guy, man. He was um. What he started off, he was he said that he he had like fifty nine returns, which he got turned down fifty nine times, but he kept tagging, he kept going. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that was inspiring too to see that here's this guy out there who's you know somebody you didn't think would be, but but think that would be in, but he's he's totally he's a musician too, you know. So mm -hmm. and that and it's like. He's able to get, he's gotten like high profile uh, movies and he's over 750 TV programs. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. He's got, yeah, he's done. Um, yeah, So he's a full-time composer. If at and, first you um, don't succeed, try 60 times. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, keep exactly. going. And that's what he said. He was like, and the thing he said was that he didn't attach himself to the music. Like he just kept, he would just, just made keep it going. It made, yeah. Yep. Just send it. Yeah. Yeah. And and he even told me because we talked about the John Wick when I asked him about that. He said, you know what? He was like, you know what you got to do now. Mm -hmm. Right. He's like, let it go. But just keep he's like, keep writing those. Uh, he was like, he's like, especially if that's your thing. And he hooked me up with a guy who's into and who's a really dope guitarist to um, mm -hmm. Brandon Nickel. Mm -hmm. Really dope guitarist. So we I mean it was this was so fucking cool man oh my god man and Mike sounds Mike, super our, cool oh it was man I would I would love to get man I'm serious like I would love to start getting I, I really want to I, I I'm trying to figure out something I could do to like, get more artists to join taxi especially because i'm talking like going to the road rally mm -hmm. going to conferences there's also this new one that's uh shades of sync where um shout out to jay will and clint music that they're going to be doing for and they're opening up that door for more artists um, more sync for artists of color to get in mm -hmm. a sync license and so they're starting their own conference as well and i think it's going to be i think it's i think it's this month mm -hmm. not too sure but i'll check i'll make sure i check on to see when it is but I really would encourage all you artists to go to these conferences. Okay. Go to yeah, these. It's a conferences. great networking it's opportunity. A, amazing network op networking opportunity. Yeah. And just the, and, and the, the connect. Yeah. The connects, the, 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 
learning about the business, like mm -hmm. just being able to learn so many things about what you can do musically. Like, I just like, I love this shot, uh, Sonic, um, the Sonic branding and, um, shout out to dreamer dreamer productions. That's, um, that's who, um, Jen, Gina, um, Isham is, that's her company. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, and just just to kind of read what she talks about it shows it says um the st the strategic and custom sonic branding the strategic and custom built sound within brand identities um example example would be like coca-cola mcdonald's state farm nationwide um sound in marketing all the sound in your marketing oh, i mean all the sound all the sound is in your marketing not necessarily custom built sonic branding, but sound. I'm trying to read this kind of a little off, but okay. All right. So, but sound that is on brand. So right. that's like Nike using the Beatles revolution. Um, the, the, the SPCA using Sarah McLaughlin's of oh, the, um, um, pet, that's um, sad, sad yes, ass yes, song. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's Sarah a sad ass song. There. But you remember it because people use that in memes too. Mm -hmm. You know, you ever yeah. seen that shit in fucking some of the video memes or whatever? When somebody fucking like fails on something, they play the Sarah yeah, McLaughlin song. That same guy. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit like that. That makes oh, sense because mm -hmm. you know, sonic branding. You know, sonically is how you hear things, like the sound of things. And whenever you hear a sound, how it brands in your head. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you hear the Star Wars like theme song start up you're like star wars you know yeah. like stuff like that you know and yeah. so so that's definitely a good a good tactic to to bring to light you know and and you know like he said you know you go into these conferences that's a good way to network especially something like this where it it literally is something that is not it's not all about making somebody front of stage famous Right. You know, it's all about the background shit. Mm -hmm. And that's and it thing. can make but it can make you you can you can bring that from the stage. Like, I mean, yeah. just, yeah, right? it, but it, at the same can, time, but that's not that's not really where they're at. They're yeah. they're the sound to the video. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That's that's what the whole thing's about. And mm -hmm. so that's a great place to network, not only with with other creators to possibly do something together and then, you know, do something great, but mm -hmm. also to because music isn't a solo endeavor. Ever. No, you know, it's a collaborative effort between multiple people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but so you can collaborate with that and create great stuff. And then you also can meet some of the execs and the coaches and stuff like that. And so networking is great, man. And yeah. then like the classes with the information that they teach you and stuff, that's some some great stuff. So like what's some of the things that you learned? Because I know previously a couple episodes ago we were talking about, um, you know, taxi in general and, mm -hmm. and some of like the, the do's and don'ts and how to's and stuff like that. What's some more of the intricacies that you learned through all these classes at the conference and stuff like that that would actually, you know, be some add on to uh that episode that we had talked about before um good question though like the lessons i learned were like just how extensive your music actually is and how much it can really it, it, we think that it does it can't we don't we there's no money in music mm -hmm. that is a flat out lie 
Yeah. And that's probably because people look at it like, oh, well, streaming only pays this. Yeah. Oh, record sales are down. Mm -hmm. But it's not that. Like the use of the music can exactly. be used in many, many different ways. Exactly. And that's the thing they don't think about because they become so attached to it where it's like, oh, well, if I don't get, but and here's, and I want to say this too. If you want to get a record deal, you need to go to these conferences as well, because guess what? They have listening panels for record labels and 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 listen panels for artists who want to be on labels. They have this. And they critique your music. They help you get your, they try to help. That's what they do, man. I'm serious. Like that's a great resource. It is. It is the best. You know? It is one of the best. And then not only that, but like, I'm talking like this, this making major hits with, you know, with some of the best in the game, like they're, they're talking, they've worked with, they've worked with your, 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 um, your Ty Dolla Signs, your Jason Derulo's, your Alicia Cara's, your, you know what I'm saying? They've worked with these artists. And for them to check out your stuff, then they can give you that that top level exactly. experience. And that's one of the things that comes with age is the experience. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing where, where, you know, you've talked about your age before and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I know some people who are having issues in other fields with their age. I know one guy who he's like a, uh, a, a coder and a programmer and stuff like that. Right. Uh -huh. And he is having issues trying to find gigs because they're, once he gets the video interview portion, that's whenever he stops getting callbacks. And so he's right. like, okay, it must be because of my age. It's not about my abilities. And they keep going with these younger people. He's like, so what I'm going to do instead of, you know, bitch and cry about it mm -hmm. is I'm going to go for these jobs where they use some of this older code that the younger guys don't want to take the time to learn. And right. so, so he's taking that other avenue to do it. Whereas mm -hmm. with you, you know, you know, some of those other vocalists, maybe, you know, some of the younger vocalists maybe still trying to figure out their sound and how to maneuver their voice and manipulate their voice properly to right. get it to sound certain ways where you've had over 23 years of experience doing it. So whenever you hop up on the stage or you get behind a mic in any capacity, mm -hmm. you can sit there and you can just let it rip. And, and yeah, you may be old as fuck, but guess what? Mm -hmm. All those years just put all that experience into your shit to where that's why it sounds like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Polished. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's polished. polished. Yeah. And some younger people, you know, they put in their 23 years in a very, very rapid rate. And then they have like a little extra gift to it too. And they can sound super polished as well. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember the, his name, but Joe Rogan talks about him sometimes. There's this one country singer, or he's like a, he's like a Johnny Cash style singer mm -hmm. who is a rancher full time. And then wow. he makes music sometimes, but he never goes on interviews or nothing like that. But he's like, 23 years old something like that and his voice sounds like johnny cash at 70 like it's 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 ragged it sounds like it's been through a hell of a life and like it's michael it's jackson crazy. had that ability too 
Yeah, yeah, but this is like something crazy. Yeah, like, I know what you're saying. No, but I'm just yeah, saying that yeah, there's a yeah. rare it's so rare people, it's a rare thing to happen yeah, that, some that can people happen. People like, have that ability. Yeah. And that, you know, and that happens. But sometimes your 23 years is not a hindrance. That's that's an ability, you it know. Is. I mean, and I always reference it like this. Look at how long it took Tech 9 to get to where he's at. Absolutely. You know, and He's older than you, yep. you know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and you know, all those years, now he just hops on a mic, hops on a stage, and just goes effortless, no flaws, no shit. No, I mean, I'm sure he fucks up here and there, but he's got, he's got over 23 years. Up. Yeah, but he's I've got over 23 heard. years, and he can just get in and go. Like, yep. he's got it so polished down because he's done it. You know, fuck the 10,000 hours to master something. He's past that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Same with you. You know, yeah. I mean, you've been sitting around since you could probably talk and you were singing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, so <laughs> you know, that that is a plus, man. So, mm -hmm. you know, for you and for anybody like you, don't let that ever, ever stop you because, you know. Yeah. You know, you, don't. Every, you know, I, I hear people say that a lot, especially in hip hop. Oh, mm -hmm. man, this hip hop yeah, thing is a ride. young man's yeah. game. It's and not. Then, yeah, they say it's a young man's game. And then I also see people post like, oh, if you're in your upper 30s and you're still trying to make it a rap, just stop. And I'm yeah. like, fuck you. I'm 37. I'm just not getting my flow. You know, no shit. I'm just <laughs> you know locking in. Yeah, and exactly. there's this other and there's another thing, dude, I just want to bring up. Like, there's this really cool book I ended up winning. This is writing, uh, from writing music, pro writing production music for TV by mm -hmm. Steve Barden. Yep. And um, shout out to Steve. And I told him he I, I watched him on YouTube on the I watched him on uh, the rally uh one of the taxi uh YouTube videos that he spoke mm -hmm. on. And um, I told him he looks way better in person because he does. He really, <laughs> he really does. Like he does. I'm sorry. He does. And he knows that. Yeah. I told him. But anyway, he saw, He was so cool, man. He signed the book. Oh, hell yeah. There you go. Hell yeah, man. And um, I'm going to death. This is going to be one of my, I'm going to really get to read in this bad boy. Like when I'm just chilling and listening to me some, when I'm in my jazz mode of listening to music. And, and also, I, and yeah, go. and read it. And I just want to say this too, man. There was so much talent. There was this one uh, lovely, um, jazz artists um that was but oh there were just so many nikki mccartney mm -hmm. this mama let me tell you about her boy okay. she made my black ass look like I, I i was like man i ain't singing on jazz she's a white girl it's a white woman I was like, man, she made my black ass look like, uh, what the hell you doing trying to do jazz, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? She, <laughs> she was. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I, but you know, and I wasn't. And the thing was that the beautiful, the beauty was that I wasn't ashamed of that. I, I was just, I was like, wow, like, I was so impressed with her, man. Her voice was beautiful, and she could play guitar. Mm -hmm. She could play just. And she has that ability to lead a band. Like it was just, it was mm -hmm. so cool. And she was, she's was sweetheart too. She's really, really, really sweet lately. Um, but like, but just seeing all that talent like there, it made, it gave me the confidence in also what I do again. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, and that for me, that is the most, one of the, the most valuable thing I took from there. It's just the value of what I bring with my talent. And no matter how obscure it is, right, you you can, 
you have a place. You can make it in this business and music, film, television, commercials, all those video games. If you are an obscure, even for white art, white hip hop artists who have that obscure sound. No, I'm serious because right. I met a white dude brother from um from Boston, man. He's dope. He's a rapper too. And he just came with a friend who was um who was uh he get he was a he he be he was a guest with his friend who went there before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and we ended up doing some beatboxing and I beatboxed and he was rapping and then this white dude who was in there working, he came, he had the Zach Brown uh band shirt on. Right. He came up and gave me nucks. And I could tell he was one of them, he was one of them white brothers that was into the into some street and some heavy right. and you know, some like he was into like that mixture of I he was into that mix of rap and metal. You could yeah. totally tell that with him. And he came up and fucking just gave me a pow. You know, I didn't even know, right. dude. But he just he just came up and did it because of the way I beatbox and just and and the way and the way I, and the way Pat was rapping, my man Boston was rapping. He was just busting and it was just crazy because it was just we were just collaborating and it was like you see this and even he was saying like it was just crazy how the more unconventional artists were almost like like just not really paid attention to. And then all this time, and like Wildman, for example, been going there for 10 years, but a lot of his beats were ignored because it was twisted. It was like, he was listening to ICP, like baby punch me in the face, mm -hmm. baby punch me in the face. Like he's doing stuff like that. And he's saying right. it in his beats, right? And he's been going there for about 10 years, but then like, finally, here comes is newfound judgment day member. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like that, like the misfit, like here's the misfit that y'all been missing to lead us because why mm. they've been, they've been closed out. They've closed themselves because nobody really talked to them. Everybody else is that. But then here I came. Yeah. And I think that's one of the beauties of the internet is that you don't have to get closed out of society anymore. You just find your spot in your little micro society and just run wild. Right. But here's the thing in a place like that, even I saw that isolation. I saw where those, there were certain artists who were like that, like you said, the introverted mm -hmm. oddity, the oddballs, the weirdos, they would, they would close themselves in. And then here yeah. I came out. Mm -hmm. It was like you said, the, the extroverted one who, has some exaggerated swagger. Right. But yeah, able to utilize it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's definitely a, a one of the benefits that you have with your extrovertedness, you know? Mm -hmm. But like like I was saying, like those people, they could you you can be introverted and still get out on the internet. You know, that's what I and I and here's the thing. The beauty because is like, that I'm, I'm going to be able to show them that. that. Yeah, yeah, you're proof, proof of that. I'm proof but, of that. But like, at the same like time, you see you're out in public or whatever. I'm mind my own business. I'm really quiet and everything like that, you know, and, you know, I don't stand out in public, especially intentionally. Nothing like that. You won't see like if you saw me and KP in public, mm -hmm. you would see KP in public. Yeah. Meaning you would 
you would have to know who I am. And then you would see me. Oh, wait, he's over there watching. Yeah. <laughs> oh, KP's up there standing on a trash can right now doing some weird <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, like some yeah, stuff it's true. like that. And it's know? really true. I, I'm over there with a camera and he's up there doing some shit or whatever. But, you know, but like, you don't cool... even know I'm there. Like, but the that's thing how is... I am. But when I hop on the Internet, mm-hmm. I'm out there. You know? Yeah. And, and I was going to say, but it also but you have that was the thing like you have a voice you have you're like you 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 have a very strong voice when you do though that's the crazy thing like yeah you know yes though i am the introverted or even though i'm the introverted one or the extroverted person outside of us but when it comes to you being on here you are to me you are the star mm-hmm. like and i already said that i've i've, I've said right. that like from the beginning because of your ability to um to speak on the and on on podcasts well, yeah, like, I, I, I mean, like I saw I'm, that. Yeah, yeah, I I do take decent pride in being a pretty good speaker and stuff, and you know that's that's one thing I can do is I can talk nonstop. Yeah, like I just that's just how I am, especially things that I know about and I'm passionate about, and mm-hmm. and you know, like just like that's one key part of my personality is is that whenever I have an idea, or I. I don't stop talking about it until the other person listening mm-hmm. either bends or breaks one of the two. Like yeah. that's just, I mean, I don't really know what you want to call that, but if I'm like, Hey, I got this great idea. Right. You no, know, you're either going to say no, get no. The fuck out of here, or, or, or you're going to say, okay, okay, okay. We'll just do it. You know? Right. Because like, I just don't, I just don't stop. You know, I'm just like, no, this is how it should, you know, this, this is it. This is it. This is it. You know, and that's and that's why I kind of stick to myself a lot because I can control my life a hundred percent with as minimal people as possible around. The more people I have around, now I gotta take into consideration all these other people's wants and wishes and stuff like that. And so now I'm bending to other people's will and whether I want to or not, mm-hmm. you know, and that's one thing that I I don't like it. It's counter to my personality. And I'm sure there's some people out here looking at it in a negative way, but I feel like I make it work for me because, excuse me, I don't take no for an answer in a lot of situations. You have an assertiveness about you for sure. Yeah. And a bluntness and you're blunt. Mm -hmm. So that's what, and that's what separates you from other introverts. But just like for me as an extrovert, I think where, what, what, what makes us click is, I have this tendency to where it because I'm such an extrovert who's quirky and mm. weird with that exaggerated swagger and it has a fucking and has no fucking filter. Mm-hmm. I can push the envelope to the point where people are like, OK, this is a little scary. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like, and and right, whenever and- whenever I get blunt and push the envelope, people are like. This dude's a fucking asshole mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm yeah. like, look, I don't give a fuck. This is what we need to take care of. Yeah. You know, like, like, I don't care. Like, like that's, that's how I get at a certain point. I'm like, fuck all the nonsense. Let's get to the fucking, to the, to the meat and potatoes. Meat right potatoes, here. Yeah. Like, let's get this shit accomplished. Like, you know, and like, you know, a, a lot of times some of my, my mannerisms and things that I say, like. You know, they annoy my kids, but, you know, they're teenagers, so everything's going to annoy them. Oh, but whatever. Yeah, you know, whenever, much. like, like you know, like anytime they say, I don't know, I'm like, you can't fucking say, I don't know. You have a goddamn cell phone in your hand. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, when I say stuff like that, it's like, like, fuck all that. Like, when I was a kid, I could kind of say, I don't know. 
But at the same time, like, I don't think anybody should ever say, I don't know. You should say, let me find know. out. I don't know, but let me find out. You know, you got to yeah. follow up. Like, you know, basically, you got to say, I currently don't know, but give me a second. That's how Facts. you got to kind of say, it, you That's know, don't do just say, there. I don't know. And then use that as your, your out, you know, because, right. because to me, when somebody says, I don't know, and then doesn't follow it up with anything, they might as well just say, I'll quit, you know? And yeah. I don't, I don't like that, you know, because the way I see it, it's like, why the fuck would you quit? Like, why not? Why and not it seems like you're dumbing yourself down. Yeah. Yeah. You are dumbing yourself down because you're not trying to be the best that you can be on right. anything. You know, I mean, yeah, nobody's going to be the best at everything. You know, nope. I'm an oddity where I'm like that, but nobody else can really be like, that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But see how sick his ass was with that shit. This motherfucker. But, Yo, look at his little look. Hold on. Let me, no, no, let me, let me get you. This motherfucker would just look like, you know, it's, just, but you know, I mean, I'm such an odd, I mean, just like real life. Oh my God. This motherfucker looked as bad. Oh, Jeebus. I am. But you can't, but for real, you can't. This be motherfucker the best is really giving my high a really good high right now. Okay, guys. Yeah, and I'm on about 10, 10 milligrams of CBD right now. So. so. <laughs> So there's that. Normally when we do these episodes, it's in the morning and I don't take my CBD till night, but it's the oh, evening yeah. and my back's been hurting me and giving me a headache. So I had to pop some real quick, but. Hey man, I, I, dude. <laughs> yeah. I've been up all night. That's crazy. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Night. I know. Cause whenever, whenever you finally got back, you're like, Hey, are you good right now? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm running errands. You're like, okay, well I might be going to sleep. I'm like, okay, go to sleep. Whatever. We'll figure it out. You know, right. I get it. You've been up all night, dude. And then you're. Yeah, and I didn't even go. Night. I didn't even go to sleep, but I haven't gone to sleep yet. You're still you're still too wired from it, I'm man. I'm still fucking wired. Yeah, you're still way too wired. But <laughs> but yeah. anyway, like yeah. I think I think that everybody should try to do their best, you know. Yeah. And, and I I keep I keep trying to stress it to so many people, but so many people just aren't ready to hear it yet, you know. Yeah. And that's oh no no, that, and they'll and they'll never. I think it's not that they're not ready to hear it. Won't. I think they just don't want. They don't want to. They don't want to accept no. it. Cause they no. hear it, but they will. They'll keep like trying to just make an excuse for it every time. And that, yeah, that happened all this quite shit a bit with, there too. Yeah, especially all this shit with Spotify going on and everything. Like, there's some people acting like you know the changes Spotify is making is going to destroy the world of independent music. But the change that they're making, I was doing some research on mm -hmm. it. As far as I've seen, I can't get any straight from Spotify's mouth information on this. It's all been through. Uh, music websites and stuff like that. Like music world, yeah, music uh, business and worldwide. Yeah, music, stuff, music yeah. business worldwide and stuff like that. Billboard right. and stuff like that. That's where I'm hearing it from. But the change is that unless you have a thousand streams in a year, you can't get any money off of your music. Yeah, and people are acting like that's the end of the world. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't push my music, but I could get a thousand streams in a year. We're talking about 365 days divided by a thousand streams. Like that's like what three ish streams a day. You can't yeah, get like three ish streams a day on average yeah. over oh, a whole you do, year. You, yeah. And you can and, go on Instagram and yeah. fucking post your music and Facebook and, and it's yeah, like, and if you learn and, everywhere. And, and, and that was something I was able to really talk about with a lot of them too, because mm -hmm. it's weird. You say that, that a lot of them, that's one of their biggest 
biggest fear. Like they're not understanding social media. That's why a lot of them go into sync as well, because they like it's like they can hide away, put do their music and not really be out there. And then they'll meet somebody who can actually bring their music out. And it's funny because a lot of the producers and the, and the panels that was up there, the mentors and stuff that was up there, they're telling these guys, hey, get with people who can do this type of job for you. A.K.A. keep listening to Music Makes Sense podcast and talk Hello. to this motherfucker right here. Hello. Yeah, so every single and one of y'all. And me too, I'm telling yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, not, not, to, not, to, not to exclude KP. No. But yeah, so every single one of y'all who did meet KP at that conference and are listening right now, keep tuning in. Because yeah, we man. can help you out. Because if you're one of those people that, you know, you're like, man, I just don't get the social media because, you know, you and people don't get along very well, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I completely understand it, man. I want to like, you know, I... I I don't get on social media as much as what I should because I don't like dealing with it a lot, but I know it well enough to know how to use it to my advantage. And I know how to, how to hop in, handle business and jump out. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then, you know, you do it multiple times a day you know, nothing excessive, but, you know, a couple times a day, you hop in, handle business and hop out. And when right. you go into hot handle business, you're going in strategic. Mm-hmm. When I'm flipping through my feed, I'm not looking for entertainment. I'm looking for people saying specific things. And then I go in and hop in the comment. You know, right. so when I see people bitching about Spotify changes, I sit there and I say, OK, well, you know, if you get a thousand streams in a year, you will get paid. But you know that a thousand streams on Spotify only gets you what? What is it? Three dollars or yeah. thirty cents or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's nothing. What are you doing besides that? You know, like what else are said, you doing? Yeah, and I'm because always that's like, what you got to do. Yeah, because I've. But again, it's like for me, I'm like. I look at Spotify as a promotional tool. I don't look at our stream. I don't look at music streaming as a, a, as a means of, fi- of a financial means. I don't. I look yep. at it as promotion. If I make some money at it, cool. But it's promotion. It's to me where I can put the music out there for people to hear and they can get get a hold of. And then that way, if they want to, if they want to work with me, pardon me, if they want to work with me, then, hey, Guess what? I have references. I have music out there. That's how I look at it. And if I want to put, then if I want to put out some music that I want people to listen to, then guess what? Create a dope ass album with some really, with some fucking songs with hooks and choruses and all that cool shit. Some metal joints, right? And go Mm -hmm. ahead and put them bad boys out to where, hey, guess what? I, I can get the, I can go and get start making physical copies of albums, vinyl, and stuff, CDs, and and just put and doing and performing live and doing and getting the money that way. Because I mean, that would for me would be the strength. That would be my strength is to do it like that. Why try and 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 the the streams will just if I'm doing that then the streams will just go up because now people are just going to buy the music and then they're they're streaming it and then if I'm putting emotional content to it that attaches to it there you go 
Yeah, exactly. And you know, like for instance, whenever I got on Spotify or, or not Spotify, when I got on when I got on social media earlier, mm-hmm. I got on Facebook and I was, you know, doing that stuff. And when I was looking around, you know, like I said, I, I look for certain people saying certain things. Mm-hmm. And this one post where I hopped in there and I I spit some real shit like I always do, you know, that's because that's right, what right. you do when you're the best at everything. And you <laughs> <laughs> so this post right here, I'm not gonna say who and nothing like that, but here's the context of the post. It says long post. We gotta and it's got like a the red a red siren looking emoji. I still don't really know what half these emojis mean, but we'll we'll rock with it. But anyway, it says long post and it's got the red siren emoji. We gotta push the consumers, fam. These new Spotify rules are about to fuck the game up for independent artists. Real talk. They are literally about to steal people's money. No sarcasm. They already made us accept what they considered a stream to be worth. Now they are adding a new threshold for artists to pass. Well, they said past, not pass. Anyway, to pass before they qualify to get paid for the before mentioned worth of a stream. They put that in quotes, worth of a stream. Mm. They look to gain between 40 and $80 million in the first year of this program. Mm-hmm. Stealing. They put that in quotes. They said stealing. Oh boy. Right. We got to get the consumers to stream music. No more YouTube. YouTube is raping artists. YouTube already raping artists, but now those lost views slash streams will be felt. I damn near think I'm going to correct his grammar. I damn near think it's time to stop loading (laughs) audio on YouTube or only upload to their pay platform, YouTube music. Whenever I whenever I speak out the side of my mouth, that's when he's got it in parentheses. Um, push your Spotify <laughs> title, Apple Music links ASAP. If you don't meet the new protocol, then they are going to pocket your streaming money. All facts. Now, what he's saying right in there is a bunch of really weird randomness. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about on half of it. And the other half, he sounds hyper paranoid. And then victimology is wrapped up in there as well, too, right? And so I could I could dissect the fuck out of that. But anyway, so there's only like four comments on this so far. And one was somebody saying, oh, Spotify has been fucking the game up, blah, 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 a bunch of teardrops. Right. And then another guy posted twice. The first one, he said, you know, you only get paid if your song hits more than 1000 streams, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like trying to explain it. People who, and he said people who can't do 1,000 streams, in my opinion, should make better music or promo more strategically, but to each their own. I agree with that part right there. And so Harkos comes in saying the best thing in the world. And I said, this is why streaming shouldn't be the backbone of your business plan. Yeah. And that's that's and that's that's where I see artists making the most fucking mistakes. Yeah. Is they think that they need to make streaming the backbone of their business plan. And mm-hmm. it's not. It's not. And I've been telling them. They try to play the Russ so game. Long. They try they to do. play the Russ game. They try to play the Russ game. They try to play the 6ix9ine game. They try to play the Drake mm-hmm. game because they see Drake's doing big numbers. Why can't I? Well, it's because he's fucking Drake, for yep. one. Okay. And he made his <laughs> debut under young money when Lil Wayne was at the height of his career yes, yes, and yes. doing 
like when Lil Wayne was at the height of his career, for those of y'all who don't know, who don't follow hip hop or who are too young to fucking have lived it. When Lil Wayne was at the height of his career, he was the biggest artist to ever fucking do music. Ever. And I'm talking, yes, bigger than Michael Jackson. All right. This motherfucker was on everybody's song for like three years straight. Every couple weeks, a new song would come out. And that motherfucker would be a feature on it. He dropped like three different mixtapes a year, plus an album every once one or two years, something like that. Right. And he was dropping mixtape after mixtape. And he was just like living in the studio and they were putting out new songs all the goddamn time. This motherfucker was everywhere. So yes, when that dude does his little fucking goofy little lap and says young moolah baby, and then Drake comes on right after it, Drake's going to blow the fuck up. Just like Nikki blew the fuck up because of Wayne. Right. And, and but I will say something. There are some other people in Young Money that didn't fucking blow up because they well, didn't yeah. have they didn't have what Drake and Nicki had, which is the personality, right? So that's why they didn't get that far. And I think that's why Birdman, aka Baby, he was the first baby <laughs> in the mm-hmm. game, right? Everybody's calling themselves Lil Baby and Dub Baby now, but he was the original baby. Okay. Yep. And and then he had to change his name to Birdman because nobody took a guy named Baby seriously back seriously. in the day. But now all of a sudden they do. But I don't yeah. understand that. Anyway, I'm not going to get on tangent. It happens. But, but he dropped back and started pushing Wayne and all the them because he knew he couldn't be that front man. He, he didn't have the personality. He was too monotone. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Jazzy Faye is the one that really, really... uh popped him many fresh many fresh my bad big timers right yeah right they were part of big timers and And juvenile juvenile was the one that really got got absolutely yeah juvenile got it going you know he's a little monotone too but i'm talking about between many fresh but he had a personality yeah yeah yeah, but you're right but yeah but you're right yeah but birdman yeah yeah, but you're right about with Manifest. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you are. But when you like talk about the big timers comparison, yeah, I agree. Okay, I, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Manny Fresh is what helped it pop. Birdman yeah. is in there, monotone, no no enthusiasm really, and stuff like that. Even even when him and Wayne got on a track called "Stunting Like My Daddy," you uh-huh. know, Wayne had to carry his ass. He did. Because oh, he carried he him just, all the way on has, that song. Just, yeah, because he just doesn't have the charisma. He doesn't have the lyrical talent. And hey. It's cool. Like KP always likes to say, you can do way more music than be the front person, right? Yeah. And Birdman fucking did that, right? Yeah. But but anyway, that's why Drake popped off. All the things were in the right place, and he had that charisma, and he had the talent. I'm not yeah. saying he's not talented. I'm just saying he he got lazy and has people ghostwrite his shit now. Okay? Bare minimum. <laughs> and, but... Are you but, talking you about know, Lil Wayne or, or Drake? No, 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 Drake, Drake, Lil Wayne, no, Lil Wayne can't even remember his own rhymes. You think he has somebody ghostwrite oh him? God, you, you know what I'm saying? And see, I think that's a ploy too. Lil Wayne gets up in there, you know, like whenever he was making his comeback here lately, like right around the time Carter uh, Five was coming out and stuff like that, and and uh, you know he was he was getting back into like the media cycle and stuff like that, and people were like, you know, reciting lyrics to him and being like. Hey, you know, you know who wrote that lyric or whatever? He's like, no, nah, I don't know. They're like, that was you, man. He's like, what? Really? I don't remember that, right? Playing into the whole, I'm so fucked up all the time. I don't even remember my own lyrics. Yeah. But in reality, he probably doesn't remember his own lyrics because he's been battling epilepsy for years. And that's why he had to stop with the lean. And he's done so many fucking songs that he probably can't remember them. 
And if it's for real legitimate that he doesn't write, he's not going to remember as well either. No. But but you can't recite a line from one of his like top biggest tracks and and say that he legitimately doesn't even it doesn't click because exactly because he's performed them so many thousands of times there's no way he doesn't remember it you know what i'm saying and And once you record it yeah because once you record it you're gonna listen to it Mm -hmm. and listen to it and listen and listen to it and then you gotta master it to perform it yeah you know and i mean i've seen video of his performances and stuff like that you can hear his voice on all the syllables and everything like that over the fucking the vocal track, you know, over the beat and everything. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, back to the streaming thing, you know, everybody tries to to stick with that as their master plan. And mm-hmm. that's not it. I mean, KP just spent four days in a place where streaming doesn't fucking exist, basically. No, actually, here's the funny thing. Um there's a there's actually there was actually a course that I just I had just told you about. It yeah, was, you had um, said something about what something is with the, Spotify. Yeah. yeah, it said uh what is the best level for my song on Spotify, Apple Music, and other uh streaming streaming. Did services. you go to that course? Because I want to know what they mean by level. What do you mean by level? You that know? is okay. So it was I didn't go to the course, but from mm. what it seems like it's um has to do with master engineering. Okay. Yes, that so might be so something says, more to look yeah. into then. So here's like I'm, that's why next year I want to go mm. because then it says because right, uh, right. they have it. If they if they have this course, I'm gonna go. But it says uh know in advance how your music will sound in comparison to similar songs by by major artists. Many people do not realize that all major streaming services use some form of loudness normalization to make all music play at the same level. Mastering engineer Chaz Ferry will explain how to properly compare your music to major artist releases on Spotify and Apple Music. Oh, they're talking about sound leveling with mixing and mastering leveling. That's and what they mean by level. Important. Yeah, that's yeah. Important. Oh, it's it's important. I'm not shitting on. It. I'm just saying that's what they mean by mm-hmm. level. It doesn't mean like tier of the game. Like, are you paid or are you not? No, no. They're talking about making the levels right. Yeah, and that's where having a good engineer to do mixing and mastering is mm-hmm. is key. Not that AI shit that they got now with right. with uh with FL Studio and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But actually, like like a real leveling and stuff like that. That's that's where it comes out. Yeah, absolutely. But but in general, I mean, the whole basis of taxi has nothing to do with streams. It's yeah. about creating the art to fit where it's supposed, where it's to, supposed go. to go. And then then the monetization comes because then it's used in a bigger piece of art. You right. know, it it's it's not about selling the it's not about selling the music. You know, that's where a lot of people get stuck. They're like, and that's what Sonic Branding shows. Just what Gina Isham was saying about with Sonic Branding. It's not about your, your, it's not about trying to make a Taylor Swift hit or, mm-hmm. you know, the song that makes you feel good or cinematic or make it or cinematic, right? It's, a, it's yeah, it's, it's about a brand. When people hear that, they picture a brand. Yeah. You know, because when they hear, exactly. What is that? Exactly. But sure. Yep. You see those arches in your fucking mm-hmm. head. You know what I'm saying? And, and chicken smell, McNuggets. Yeah, and you smell that nasty ass food that Shut fucking up. Smell, smells Shut like hot, Stop the track. Like, 
It smells ah, like hot la, plastic la, la. garbage. La 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 la. I don't want to hear that nigga talk. Hey, hey, yeah, exactly. You know, you know, it's poison in the black community. Get fuck out of here with that shit. That shit's garbage. The black community. Man. Oh my god, like white it's people poison. and all these everybody no, don't no. motherfuckers eat. They do. They do. But you know, in poor communities, the only thing to eat is McDonald's. I disagree with that. Okay. Well, I disagree with that. I totally I'm not disagree. Gonna get into that. Yeah, let's not get. Yeah, let's start. The about biggest this. thing to eat is McDonald's. How about that? I mean, it's but definitely a bill. Way, it's only, okay, but, but, but we also said, well, we, I mean, but at the same time, remember what mm -hmm. we said. Look, it's over a billion served because they don't think about the burger. They don't think about burgers. It's not the, it's not, it's not, it's the, not the burger the business. Yeah. yeah, it's not the burger business. It's the real estate business. Yeah, it's the real estate. Yeah, they got to be everywhere and do everything. Yeah. yeah, but and and their food, like, it. I don't know if any of y'all go like go like six months without eating mcdonald's right and then go order mcdonald's at the drive-thru and when they hand it out to you in the bag just let it sit in your car and see if you can use your nose and distinguish what is in the bag because you can't it just smells like mcdonald's you can't smell the fries you can't smell the burger you can't smell the nuggets you just smell a mcdonald's smell that doesn't make sense to me because if you go to why are you know. we talking about McDonald's when we're talking about goddamn music, man? I don't I know, man. Here like this motherfucker, <laughs> you need to go to you. You're getting tired. That's what's happening to bit. you, man. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting a little you bit. You are tired. starting to get that but, way. But, right, but anyway, but back to what to wrap, I was saying. Yeah, but yeah, let's wrap, yeah, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Don't. K, KP just went. To, I I know where I was going. KP yeah. went to a place where all it's about is the art and yeah. using that art in the proper way it's not about selling your music to consumers to nope. where they can listen to it in their car it's not about you know sh them streaming it which is the new form of sales it used to be you know selling the actual physical tapes and cds and records and shit like that now it's them just streaming it a bunch and stuff like that it's yeah. not about that it's about how your music is used in creative content yeah and and you got to do that whenever you're doing your marketing to get your music out there and to get your brand out there. But then also, if you just want to have your music in video games and movies, TV, commercials, stuff like that, then you need to know how to create those sonic hits, right? Yeah. Those That sonic brand, right? Yeah. And it's not about... My name is this. Look at me. Look at me. I'm flashing. Yeah. It's yeah. about it's about creating the tone that sets the stage for what the music is highlighting. Yeah. It's not about the music itself, you know. And so, you know, there is more than just streaming that you need yeah. to worry about. And like KP said, like like we both have said hundreds of times, but like KP said a second ago. You should view Spotify and your streaming platforms as just an advertising platform. Yep. Like he, promotion. Like he yep. promotion, promotional platform. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. That's exactly what you should do. And, you know, like we told you last episode, you know, KP, he got some footage and everything like that. And we're going to end up putting together a, like a, an official thing of, you know, not only just like the cool things that KP went over, um at the conference you know because he's still riding the high of that you know i was yeah. um you know so he was actually going to create a video where he actually gets into the meat and potatoes of 
the actual knowledge that he learned. Like the connections made is priceless. And that could be a great, great opportunity for KP. All right. Yeah. And then, like, because, you know, if you guys listen to the last, and episode, even for us as a podcast, it's going to, I can see it making a huge, making a that huge, that is true. I mean, it, it can I do I that too. Put, yeah. Because I promoted the podcast as well. Much just love. tell them yeah. talking about, yeah. Talking about them, you know, just be getting with them talking about, because a lot of them do want to learn about the business and understanding mm -hmm. social media better and stuff. So, yeah. And I mean, and that is cool too, you know, cause mm -hmm. the people that you met, they can come here, they can start learning off of what we talk about here, work yep. with us on the business aspect and, and help, we can help them out with that. Yep. But, but I was just thinking about it from the aspect of, you know, off camera, you've talked to me more about it, but on camera, you've been talking about how you're trying to figure out exactly, you're at a point where you're like, what exactly am I going to do with this music thing? Because I love mm -hmm. music. I want it to be my life. But where do I fit? Am I, am I behind the scenes? Am I in the front of the stage? Where am I at? Yeah. I think going here, like you said, you know, this, this whole episode, you've been talking about the high that you're riding off of this, of the networking of the experience and everything mm -hmm. like that, of networking with all these other artists and stuff. And the connections that you made can help you build upon those to mm -hmm. where you and the people that you, you collaborate with can create greatness and do, do great things in music yeah. as an artist. And you can be the you could be the um representation of what happens when you follow the business things that me and you talk about on this show yeah. you know what i'm saying so when people listen to the show and we're telling them hey check out sync licensing try to brand your shit make sure that your brand's on point brand 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 stuff like that you know yeah. people are like oh i don't know what that means gary v told me this no you gotta look at real branding like what does it actually mean what are you actually representing when somebody hears your song what do they what do they see in their mind's eye stuff yeah. like that look at music you know, branding that's it yeah, yeah music branding M music branding stuff like that you know yeah. and and, you know, we can sit here, talk about it. You know, people can work with us one on one with coaching and stuff like that, which we offer free consultations for free initial consultations. And then we can go from there and help you out with your marketing and branding and stuff. Either one of us or both of us, whichever you choose, you're completely you're free to choose. That's, you know, we, we have a free society kind of. And <laughs> but you can make that choice. But but you, KP, the more you succeed in sync licensing with all your different things that you're working on over there, the mm -hmm. more you are that representation of, Hey, look, see what I'm doing. I keep yeah. trying to tell y'all, listen to me. I can help you out with this. You can do better than me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm up here, but let me fucking slingshot you up higher, you know? And that's one of the great things. Like, you know, you, you, you brought it back into to the show and stuff, which is great. But the way I'm seeing it is, is like, you know, it was a great opportunity for you to go there, for you to learn straight, you know, from the taxi's mouth, but also the mm -hmm. networking yeah. opportunity that you had there with the fucking CEO of the company, as well as all these other great creatives. And, you know, some great help in music <clears throat> industry professionals and yeah, the professionals and everything like that, that can help you build yourself, but then also build yourself as the example to show all these other artists, look, Fuck streaming. Look what you can do and still be that creative person that you want to be. Cause that's what, that's what stops a lot of people in the business aspect is they're like, fuck, I don't care about the business, man. I just want to create. Right. And with sync licensing, you can do that. You just, you look at what the customer wants, you know, 
customer wants. You look at what the requirements are and you say, okay, I can do that. I'm feeling that. And you create and then you send it. And then the business aspect is halfway handled for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about the promotion and everything like that because they're already taking care of it with the rest of the project that they're working on. Yeah. You know? And so that's where the creative, creative people, not the business type of creative people like me, but the yeah. hyper, hyper, just the creative composers. Only yes. The, the composers, composers the musicians, like the instrumentalists. Yes. Mm-hmm. You guys, producers who, yep. yes, who love writing those pieces and love mm-hmm. creating those sounds like orchestral, hybrid, epic sounding stuff you like mm-hmm. doing that yeah definitely get the, into yeah, the people licenses. that don't want to be on the stage necessarily y'all mm-hmm. can do this i love being on stage see. that but you can and you can utilize and the thing is that for those who are like metal and that's what's cool too like if you're metal and you're in the rock and stuff like that you're in the experimental music and like free jazz you can get into doing tension cues um percussion instrumentals um um you got they have they have opportunities and submissions for rock and metal songs and certain weird things and like i was just saying with the uh, randon when he was with the with the um pale the tent that almost like washboard that um the tub with silver, the silver tub, it. yeah, the silver mm-hmm. tub with the string of the, the cello string, right? Being able to create that stuff like that, there's a place for us, mm-hmm. you know. And you can you and for bands, I want to say this because I feel like a lot of them don't think about this. Like you can utilize getting that quiet money from sync licensing to fund your band, to fund mm-hmm. your main your main project, absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I talked about on last episode, how, um, no, two episodes ago, how, you know, there's a lot of people who use drug money to pay for their promotion Mm -hmm. in order to make it. And that's how they made it, which, you know, it's not legal. So I don't recommend it technically. Lizzo got a big break from uh, doing sync. Sync licensing. Sync licensing is a hundred percent legitimate way to get your money to promote whatever else you want to do you know hypothetically if you want to you know if you want to build some other kind of business that has nothing to do with music but you know that you're musically inclined Mm -hmm. but you don't want to be in front of anything because that's not you yeah but then you can create musical scores sell them make that money and put that into whatever other the avenue you want or if you just want to be like beethoven be a composer who just stays locked in their house in the woods yeah okay do that like there are there are limitless opportunities that's what yep. i met say. a guy who's in quebec who's like who's from quebec and he's like you know and he's like that and that's very pretty much like no low to martin yeah. market right no to mm-hmm. niche to no market right but he's able to make lie heaps he's he's made He's made like I think he said 60, 60 sinks. That's not bad at all, man. Yeah. That's not so. bad at all. But anyway, like I said, KP is gonna be putting together a lot more of like the, yeah. the how-to and technicals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that we had talked about putting out a few episodes back, but yeah. he wanted to go to the conference, get some more information and stuff. And so after he sleeps, um, maybe for <laughs> a day, or maybe for a day or two straight, but after he sleeps, <laughs> nah, I doubt that, but I know I'm gonna definitely get some sleep, man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's gonna put that together and stuff like that. We're gonna get that yeah. out to you over here in the next you know week or two, somewhere out in there. And yeah. uh, really get that because, you know, we we both think that 
that is a great opportunity that a lot of artists are not utilizing because they don't see a lot of people doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, KP and other people that he met, you know, I mean, fuck, I'll say it right now. Let's try to reach out to some of these people who have been successful and, you know, either have them do like an op-ed that we can post up um, on the social media an interview. Or, or even just come on for an interview, one of the two, where yeah. we can talk about them and highlight how they're making money off of this stuff and people don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they're, they're actually doing it and they're, they, you know, the ins and the outs and the, the, the joy and satisfaction that they get off of it, because as yeah. a creative person, when we create music, that's what we want. I mean, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, speaking from my own personal experience, which is how every other artist I think feels is that when you create that song, when you get it done, you're like, ah, yeah. And when you hear yeah. it back, dude, I'm not even bullshitting. There's some songs that I have that whenever I hear them back, I start tearing up and it's not yeah. even a sad song. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's that tear of joy. It just gives you that yeah, feel, that inspiration. I do that me. too, man. Yeah, yeah, I do that too. I get that it way. Is, no, it just hits me. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. And so that's what it's about. You know, mm-hmm. that's why this, that's why this music comes from another dimension into us so we can put it out into this dimension you know because the creativity dimension i believe is an actual real dimension and then it flows through certain people into this dimension of reality that we're in here on earth in this plane of existence Mm -hmm. because some people have it and some people don't and i don't think it's a genetic thing necessarily i think it's just a frequency transmission capability type of thing Mm-hmm. That's, that's where i see it maybe yep. i'm getting tired <laughs> no you but i mean I, I totally get where you're coming from but yeah right so yeah to go ahead and wrap it up man just say like hey man to everybody out there again man i would definitely say get out there and join taxi and get get involved in music conferences i'm serious because the knowledge that you will get will just be unbelievable and and it just it's and it's unlimited thing there there and the things that you could do in this business is unlimited mm-hmm. truthfully and i'm talking not, and not just the things you could do with your music i should say the things you could do with your music is unlimited and Absolutely. when you know the business of it you just you're gonna you're gonna skyrocket guys so sky is the limit and you know no, the weekend can keep. Yep, exactly Even sky more. is the fucking limit yep. man absolutely yep. and the limit's not the sky Nope. At all. You know, and I was up there today, boy, in them beautiful clouds getting (laughs) there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's the thing, man. You took off after you took off on stage. You know, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. And and so yeah, even if you're an introvert, KP met introverts there. Yeah. At that fucking conference that were going there just to gain knowledge. So go go places just to gain knowledge. You don't have to be out there glad handing everybody hopping up on stage like KP did. It's not in your personality. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely you. Yep. But and also you knowledge. Can, yeah, and, and you also you, yeah, and you could build a tribe too because those mm-hmm. introverts that that were feeling they probably they were sometimes I think with a lot of those they look for someone who can guide them, mm-hmm. who can have the yeah. boss to be that voice. Yeah, you could start a new group called the Real Misfits. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. to, to take a play off the misfits back in the day. Hell yeah, man. But, but anyway, absolutely. brother. Any any other final words about what you learned and took away from from the taxi conference? 
just dude again um i think i did i thought i i pretty much i did say it when i wrapped up but that's again i'll just say it again if you when you learn that your music can go in different place can when you learn that your music can get can be played in different play in different um areas and or in business different businesses and industries that's it if you know that your music can be played in different industries realize that besides just the music industry itself and there's nothing wrong with that but realize your music can be played in different industries and it doesn't have to always be for fan shit you can think about brands because guess what that's where the quiet money is and that's where you can really help fund your band or your your projects so give it a shot if you are if you are an artist please Go sync license. It's the clean, it's the best and the most legitimate way. And also you get the practice. You get the practice and you still get to learn about the business. Why? Because you got myself and Harkos here at Music Making Sense Podcast, baby. So get this shit. All right. Absolutely. And when you start making that money, give it to us and we'll help you get it faster. There you go. See y'all in the next episode. Y'all have a good one. All right. Holla. Yeah.